Welcome back, everybody, to Thanks for Your Concern. You're here with Berenice Diaz. And I'm Ella. Welcome back. Happy Wednesday, everybody. We hope that you're enjoying your week. Berenice, how have you been? <sighs> I've been good. I've been so good. It's now been two weeks since I quit my job. So today is my last day. And the thing is, like, it was no secret that I was close to quitting and that mm-hmm. I hated my job because everyone's like, are you so excited? It's your last day. And I... <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm celebrating by going to Dua Lipa. My friend got floor tickets, so I'll be touching Dua Lipa today. I'll be ah, fangirling. I really think this is going to be like an amazing, just transcendental experience for me because Dua Lipa has been helping me through my strong girl winter, my little sad girl times. So it really comes at a full circle. But, you know, I've been good. I've been I've been going out. I've been exploring new places. I did get a little too excited this past weekend you know I practice I do my, I do this at, at clubs okay specifically mm-hmm. clubs in New York I call it the whole lap the whole lap essentially is not a new concept I really took this from Acapulco Shore the Mexican version of Jersey mm. Shore and the premise of this is when you're in a group of, of women you leave the group for a second you go to the bathroom I don't know you just really do a little lappy lap by yourself and during this time you allow yourself to meet people and you look approachable what does this look like you ask you smile and you make eye contact with people now I call this a whole lap because obviously girls don't usually uh reciprocate this energy it usually it's men okay and during my whole laps (laughs) they're successful 10 out of 10 guaranteed success I don't know if it's because you're alone or what but every time I end up meeting some nice men who want to buy me drinks and get to know me and this past one my alter ego Natalie who comes out when I get a little too excited at the club, mm-hmm. she met a, a TikTok influencer and she didn't know it was a TikTok influencer at the time. But now we know. Maybe he'll come on the podcast. I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. Yeah. Did you get but, digits? <laughs> so the thing about Natalie is that she's really good at getting contact information, but forgetting that she got the contact information. Mm. So I had to do a little bit of detective work of how I was like, I'm sure I have a contact. I know I have his Instagram, but you know, the other information is a little blurry in the head. I'll, I'll figure it out I'm sure if I want to connect I can't you know well we love it we love you first year it's a TikTok influencer (laughs) maybe next it's a movie star you know you gotta start somewhere love that (laughs) what about you Ella how you been so I have to say you guys the sun is starting to come out and it's feeling a little bit closer to spring a little bit less like winter and Mm -hmm. I looked it up and we're three weeks away from the spring equinox, which yeah. I think that's crazy, which is, if you guys don't know, it's like the official start of spring. But in yeah. astrology, they say like the equinox is basically like a fresh start. So if you didn't if you didn't do strong girl winter or you just didn't like hit your New Year's resolutions as hard as you want, baby, there's a new year. It's a new astrological year in three weeks. So I don't uh, know. I'm thinking yeah. maybe soulful girl spring and it'd be about <laughs> like mental health who knows i'm spitballing ideas let us know what you think our spring energy should be but this episode i am so excited about yes 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 we have so much good tea yeah it's not all love is blind related but it is inspired by the new season of love is blind so if you haven't watched this season or don't watch the show at all like don't be alarmed we're not we're talking about larger topics and just specifically of people on the show yes but should we just like dive into it let's go let's get it let's do it 
basically we're talking about love is blind just kind of some of the things the themes that come up on the show if you don't ever plan on watching the show keep on listening if you haven't found see, watched the season finale maybe go watch that one first yes. i don't think there's going to be major there might be some major spoilers just because it's like we're just going to be free-flowing the reason why we chose to do this specific episode is because this season is a mess okay um yeah i don't know real, what real going, messy. i don't know what happened to all the men and women in chicago but they're all on one and particularly i guess like the men are all over the place and i i resonated with a lot of things that happened this season but i also thought it was messy but i also saw a lot of like really good behavior like half of the people were all over the place and half of the people kind of had like really good like insightful energy mm-hmm. and seeing that together was like such a train wreck but also we found some good themes that we wanted to touch on. I think, think the biggest difference between like season one and season two for me is season two, the low lows, like the bottom of the barrel people that got engaged were so bad <laughs> versus last season. I was like, I mean, I don't like them, but it's like not horrendous. I don't want to give some people the benefit of the doubt because I know that even though this is reality TV, like producers can edit things so that people can look better or worse, what have you. But some of these people are bad motherfucking people. And that's all I'm going to say about that. All right. Yes. So the first person that we're going to talk about to kind of jumping off point is Shake, who is an Indian American middle-aged vet, vet, vet as and veterinarian not war vet Um. (laughs) and to give you a little premise of this man he represents to me every fraternity bro i've ever met any man with quote-unquote big dick energy who feels like (laughs) who feel no 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 quote-unquote because it's not actually it's not like real big dick energy yeah it's like this facade of big dick energy you know what i mean Mm mm-hmm it's like he, he puts on a front. He's like, yeah, like he comes in real hot asking women essentially what they look like. <laughs> he came into a show where he doesn't where he's not supposed well, to go for looks, but tries to put that information right off the bat. It's almost worse because he specifically was asking questions about their weight. And yeah. funny enough, he, it wasn't as obvious the first thing that he said. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I, I hate this when men are like, oh, yeah, like I love really active women. That motherfucker doesn't look like he goes to the gym, in my opinion. So, like, I think it's a little bit different. Like, if you're a bodybuilder and you want someone to come to the gym with you, whatever. But, like, men like to code. Like, I like an active girl. As in, I don't want someone who is fat, which is fat phobic but they don't like to say that so they say this code is fucking language and i was like this piece of shit i knew right off the bat the craziest thing about that is that he goes on to get engaged Mm -hmm. (laughs) he makes it which really really sets how low the standard and the bar is because women heard this like he he specifically asked every single woman he talked to and they still came back around another problematic thing that happened is he was explaining how he only dated white women in the past uh, as a person of color as a as a person of color now there are we've talked about this in other podcast how episodes how there are preferences however if you also are only dating one specific race this is a bias right mm-hmm. <laughs> and bias can come from all sorts of prejudices that you have made in your mind and internalized racism so for me immediately whack <laughs> yep it's more than just he only dates white women for me i think it's also that he has a weird nickname that he gave himself 
Sheikh. Like that's his 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 real name's like Abshik. And that's a fine, great name. Why don't you just go by that? Oh, it's because you kind of like want to be a little assume, you know, you want to assimilate more. But Sheikh isn't even a real name. (laughs) So I always think that's weird. And then also when it gets to the point where he like show all his friends, he does not have one Indian friend. Yes, they, and I they were all majority <laughs> white. So it's like not only do you only date white women, all of your friends are white people. And I'm like, you're from Chicago, so it's not like you're only <laughs> around white people. Like you've made a conscious choice to surround yourself, and it just is like, mm, I don't like it. And so his biggest beef with the girl that he was engaged with was like she wasn't Indian, and he she reminded him of his aunt. And I'm like. Maybe that's because the only Indian woman you have in your life are your family, you dumbass. You created this problem. Yes. His complex that goes throughout the show is that he ends up uh, engaged to an Indian woman. Who's beautiful. Who is Inside and out. Yes. Who is also, like, really thin. So he, like, he comes out, he sees her. Immediate just sigh of relief. Of the fact that she's not fat. Moving on forward, the entire premise of his issue with her is that he's not sexually attracted to her. Which, he'll tell anybody. He'll tell fucking anybody that he doesn't want to have sex with her. Which I was like, oh my god, does he think, where are these cameras hiding that are getting this footage? Because he must know he's on reality TV. Like, this shit is going to get played back. (laughs) Now, wrapped up, you you may be asking yourself, did this person end up marrying this girl? We're going to jump into that later. Later. Because, later. Because what we saw a lot was a lot of toxic, one toxic person with a healthy human. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're going off and covering all the t- toxicity first, and then we're going to jump into the healthy habits that we saw. Another trend that I saw this season that was a little toxic was uh, it, sh- it really shows in relationships when you have like trauma or issues that you haven't really dealt with and they come up in your relationship, right? In form of insecurities, in form of reacting to things people say, maybe in a manner that is not quote-unquote reasonable. Mm -hmm. Poor communication, self-esteem, or just like, yeah, there's just a lot of things. What I thought was interesting is that I was looking at people older than I am and I was like, bro, they better get on this therapy train (laughs) quick because like a couple of them are like 34, 35 and I'm just like dude you're dealing with your issues on national television I could have sat down with you and been like you should probably go to therapy yeah yeah everybody actually I everybody. don't know if the show includes a therapist I don't think uh, it does bro they they should they should include that <laughs> Because a lot of people, I mean, even including myself, got work to do. You know what I mean? I think that one of the things I saw that manifested in, like, relationships was definitely attachment styles. Mm-hmm. Attachment styles were a big one. Anxious attachment. If you have anxious attachment, you can see other people's anxious attachments real quick yeah. and where that manifests from. Yeah, I agree. I don't know how of an unpopular opinion this is, but the person I related to most in the show was, Danielle and I I wouldn't say she was a villain per se but I think probably people would watch this and be like oh my god this girl is causing a lot of problems in her relationship and I feel like it was like looking at a mirror of myself like five years ago because she says on the show she has anxiety and she has like obviously I'm not a fucking psychologist but someone who has an an anxious attachment style sees all the signs and symptoms and there was this one scene where like 
She basically was sitting in her hotel room, kind of spying on her fiance, talking to the cast on the beach. She was like, you're talking to that girl for a really long time. What you guys were talking about? Da, 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 da. I felt so <laughs> isolated and like you were never going to come back. Da, 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 da. And I was like, oh, girl, that is like anxious attachment. It's like as soon as you see something go wrong, you're like freak out because and then try to get closer like and you just kind of act out because you have so much anxiety because you don't feel securely attached to this person. Love is blind seems like the worst kind of fucking <laughs> scenario to put yourself in. <laughs> just because if you haven't dealt with some of your yeah. attachment issues. I agree. I I joined her in her panic. I was like, yeah, that makes sense because the thing with the show is they don't know each other for that long at all. Yeah. And you kind of blindly choose to put all your trust in some and somebody that you I think with a lot of like anxious style attachment it also depends on the type of relationship right because I have relationships with people that right off the bat my attachment style even though it was anxious I felt secure in our relationship Mm -hmm. and I've been in other sorts of relationship where I knew the relationship wasn't secure at all so anxious attachment when the relationship is not secure when you have not secured that bag is like through the roof anxiety all the time like constant 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 anxiety and the thing with this also type of like style of attachment is that you will start like bickering and nitpicking on things Mm -hmm. because you're already worked up about something else like you're literally like strong like high strong stress all the time so you start looking at other things and start reading into other things when they're not necessarily even there or reflective in issues of the other person but generally just on yourself because you don't feel secure in that relationship yeah and I think you know later in the season she's having a conversation with her fiance And he was like, he was like, you're making this a bigger deal. Like, I was just kind of stating how I felt. But like, if you are anxious attachment, this also can come up in borderline personality disorder and a bunch of other things. So there's just like a lot of layers to this. But when someone makes a comment, you're like triggered right away to think that they're going to leave you. And that causes a lot of stress. Right. So he might Mm -hmm. be like, you know, I'm kind of feeling nervous about getting married. And you immediately go to, oh, so you want to leave me? So you're going to leave me? So everything we've built, you're just going to throw it away because you are. And it's like, oh, no, I'm just saying that, like, we're getting married in three days and I'm a little nervous. And so I saw a lot (laughs) of that. And I was like, oh, girl, I used to be like that because you just go on an anxiety spiral. Someone triggers something that in a normal person they would like. I don't want to say normal, but I'd say like in a neurodivergent person, they would say, oh, okay, like that's what it is. But with someone with that has anxiety or like other things, it can just spiral out of control. And I see myself used to do that. Another big theme that I saw in this was people like ignoring red flags. Yes. I think that the biggest red flags were with Shane and Natalie. Natalie, great girl. We'll talk about her later on. Shane. (laughs) I mean, without defamating his name, he's a he's a piece of work. He's um there's a lot of things. He would kept on asking women like, "What are you wearing?" which is so weird because it's like this is not a fe- phone sex line, bro. Like, we're trying to date so that we are getting engaged. Like, I'm wearing a fucking lounge set from Skims. Like, what do you want to hear from me? And he had like two women that he entertained in the pods. And the thing that, like, I would have, like, red flag ran away from was, like, he asked one girl to be his girlfriend, but was still talking to another girl and didn't mention to the other girl, like, oh, I have a girlfriend. Yes. And when the other girl brought up that he had asked another girl to be his girlfriend, he goes, why does that matter? Yep. (laughs) And then he called his girlfriend by the wrong name. 
And then when she kind of got upset about it, he like gaslit her, like tried to minimize her feelings. And I would say- This poor sweet girl just ate it up, you know? Yeah. And I would just like to say, usually relationships or people's behavior gets worse, not better, especially very early on. If you're dating someone early on and they're showing red flags- it is literally only going to get worse, in my opinion. That's true because everybody's on their best behavior the first like month or two when you start getting to know them. Yeah, because they're just trying to put their best foot forward, you know, or they're just trying to feel you out. And like when I say red flags, like I'm not saying like how he eats his toast. I'm talking about <laughs> like <laughs> invalidating feelings, kind of doing gaslighty shit. And the other thing he did subtly that like made me like cringe was when he was like, I would really like it if you told me I was pretty. If you told me I was handsome. I'd like to hear that from you. And he was like constantly trying to fish for compliments. And I just Mm -hmm. was like, that is very weird for a 35-year-old man to fish for compliments about his attractiveness, in my opinion. I think that some of what I saw from that was just him not being able to express that his love language was words of affirmation. (laughs) I know, but it was, but that's still, yeah, I think his love language is words of affirmation too. But he was a really bad communicator. Like, oh yeah, just this man did not understand how to communicate with women nor be honest or upfront. So I think that's where his problem really stemmed is just like the lack of communication that as a general, sometimes men show in relationships. Mm -hmm. And um, also with, he had, he had the side, the side piece. All right. The side piece who was a goddamn mess, who basically stuck God around in woman. the show to meet him in person. I believe that's why yeah. she decided to get engaged to somebody she didn't know or like. And she, he kind of kept that door open, which is my, this is my literally biggest pet peeve in any sort of behavior with, mm-hmm. when it touches like on an ex or something like that. That if men like, I don't have a, that big of an issue if you still talk to your ex. But if your ex is out here slandering your new girlfriend, you need to never speak to that ex again. (laughs) Yeah, it was very frustrating because it's like I literally was getting like I was going to go punch her in the face and it wasn't even like my boyfriend. But like the shit that their conversation that they had that he had basically with his ex, mm, I didn't like it. Like he was way too willing to hear her out. He was way too willing to have her slander his ex's name for no fucking reason. And it's like, at some point, I would have just disengaged from the conversation and be like, hey, like, you need to stop talking shit. This is the person I'm with now. Like, have a good life. Exactly. Well, moving on from the obvious toxic man in here, I I would like to touch on just uh, a theme that I saw was being the second choice or not the choice at all. In the show, the character Jarrett, he asks a girl named Mallory to marry him. Mallory rejects him. And it wasn't so, a full proposal. I mean, it was pretty goddamn close. Jarrett, Jarrett said, you're the one. Mallory said, no, I'm not. And Jared said, okay, I'm going to go with somebody else. And for me, I was like, question mark, question mark, question mark. You know, I was like, I would not like to be second choice. However, I was watching this with a guy, okay? And he brought up a different perspective. And he was like, well, you know, a lot of people get worked up about being a second choice. But if you really think about it, you're probably someone's second choice. And you're probably not going to end up with your first choice. You're probably going to end up with somebody who might have been your third 
third choice. And I was like, what do you mean? And it's like, well, if you really ended up with your first choice, you'd already be like with somebody. That was your first choice. They rejected you. So you might be into somebody else that you had overlooked in the past. And I was like, you know, I guess that makes sense because in a way I have only thought about, I want to be first choice, but I had never thought about on the flip side. Sometimes I end up falling for people who weren't my first choice at the time. Yeah. I like that perspective. I think women and men think about marriage in a different way. I think Mm -hmm. men are a lot more like, oh, I'm ready for marriage and this is what I want. This is my next step in life. And he talked a lot about how he's wanting to start a family, yada, yada, yada. So, you know, if he was like, okay, well, she said no, but there's actually this other girl that I really, really like. So maybe- And she wants the same thing. Yeah. And maybe like kind of like, oh, well, you know, everything happens for a reason. Maybe she said- you know, maybe she said no, but that was the best thing that happened so that I could say yes to this other person. So, nah, the thing I had about Jared that I was like, uh, we'll see in the reunion how things work out. I feel like they had a little issue because he liked to go out a lot. And I was like, how much is a lot? And he likes to go out like three nights a week. Three times a week. Every week. And I was like, and he's 34. You oh, know, he's old. He's old. Yeah. Baby, that's in in Chicago. I'm like, do you have money to do that? Like three nights a week, like even in my heyday, like of being an adult, I was going out like two nights a week, you know? I mean, I can't relate, but like I'm also single and 25 and like that's just what I mean. moved to New York. But yeah, if you're if you're if you're saying that you're ready to start a family, yeah, that three times a week going out excursions, just like do not actions and words are not correlating. Red flag. <laughs> No, and and the thing is, is like I would be a little weary. They end up together, and they end up, you know, getting married or whatever. But I'd be a little weary of that because I'm just like, do you know how different being a parent is than than hanging out with your boys three nights a week? Is it is like it's just literally so different. Like, how do you even know you want to be a parent if you haven't stayed five nights a week for one week in your yeah. fucking life? Yeah, yeah, no, um, definitely. I know I'm with you on this one. The thing about this show is I could never do this. I would uh-uh. never in my right mind get married to somebody I knew for like, I don't know, less than two months. Like, that's just that's just not something I feel like I could take the leap of faith on because marriage is a legally binding contract. <laughs> that, I feel you know, like if I went on the show, I would not get engaged. And I would literally be in the back, like, telling all the girls, like, that dude's no good. Please do not get engaged to him. I'm telling you. Like, when I was watching a lot of these girls, I wanted to be like, run, bitch. Because allegedly, <laughs> there was five couples on the show that got engaged, but two couples off of the show that didn't get on the show because for whatever reason, they weren't interesting enough, got engaged too, right? So seven fucking couples out of, like, like I think there's, like, ten possible couples. Seven out of ten, bitch, there's no fucking way, right? There's no way. I mean, all obviously people come on the show for clout. Like you can get you can get good, some good publicity if you make it to the end. If you make it to the last episode, moving forward, you know. So there is that. I think like there is that pressure and incentive for you to want to like get engaged and kind of see where it goes for the screen time. Personally, I'd run for the hills, but some people some people stuck it through, did it gracefully. So. And I think this is a perfect time to kind of talk about, like, the healthy things that we saw on the show. Yeah, there were 
Not everyone was down bad as people. (laughs) There were some pretty lovely people on the show, actually. You know, I think to Shake, who I think is by far like most worst, I think the person he got engaged to, Deep T, was like probably one of my favorite people on the show. And if you haven't listened to our last episode about fumbling the bag, please do. He fumbled hard, bro, because the thing she said, I was like, gosh, what so sweet because he was talking about how he was having like anxiety about starting his own veterinary practice and how he was really gonna have to like grind and she was like there being like i'm really hoping that i can be there to support you like you know da 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 and being very genuine about it she meets his parents and his mom was like i think i'm team deep d on this one his fucking <laughs> everybody mom. was was team deep tea everybody okay because there comes this woman who has done a lot of work on herself Mm -hmm. who is ready to find this opportunity who's kind of taking a chance because she knows that he's kind of an asshole like she has prefaces like you know when he talks about kind of like her image she shares that she used to she used to weigh a lot more than what she did at current state or whatever and then he you know kind of breaks down to say you know actually I also used to be like a chubby kid growing up which I think really shows like his own insecurities Mm -hmm. um, that was reflective on his behavior but you know she's open about that she kind of like coasts through the show knowing that he has doubts but still trying to work them through, you know, like she's hopeful, but she also isn't like one of the things that I really liked about it was like, she wasn't forcing it. Like her entire just like behavior of the show was like very genuine, very true to herself and not at all trying to force anything in the relationship to go any particular way. You know, like her behavior was just reflective. She wasn't like a love me, pick me girl. She was like, this is who I am and this is who I will be in a relationship. Yeah. And in the end, she ended up picking herself. And, you know, you guys, uh, sometimes I watch these shows and I literally hide my eyes because it's so cringy. She did the best choice and said no to him at the altar. And he tried to play it like he was going to say no to her. But it was so fucking fake. Like, his reaction made me be like, oh, so this dude is the ultimate piece of shit. And, like, as soon as she says no, he flips the script like, oh, like, I was going to say no to her. Like, I'm happy I didn't have to reject her. This is a celebration. Like, tell me you're butthurt without telling me you're butthurt. Tell me you realize you committed a terrible mistake. And the my favorite thing that she probably said in the show was you know, I know that you're not my person because my person wouldn't make me feel like I wasn't enough or if there was any doubt, like they had any doubt. My person wouldn't doubt this relationship. As much as this person. As much as this person has shown me that they're having doubts. And I was just like, yes, bitch. And she's like, so I'm choosing myself and I am good. Like I'm good. And, you know, her mom comes and she's just like, you know, I'm proud of you. And I feel like I felt that just because like I've watched Indian Matchmaker. I know how much pressure goes into Indian women trying to Mm -hmm. find husbands by like a certain age. And for her to just like not take his shit when they when they really do kind of like show that she's going to take his shit. And you're like, damn, girl, you can do better the entire time. I was like, you can do better. You can do better. Mm -hmm. I think like overall, she was probably my favorite person in the show just for or how eloquently she handled herself throughout the entire thing. Yeah, I agree. I think 
the pressure of having your family, both your families there, I think I might be like, oh, yeah, I guess. Like, I literally, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I'm just here. like, I'm like, bro, I'd be so embarrassed to say, no, my anxiety won't let me. So I'd make a bad choice. The other people or the other person that said no that I was like really moved by was Natalie. Natalie was engaged to Shane. She said no. And I mean, we talked about early red flags. The big red flag was the night before their wedding, Shane came home drunk and freaked the fuck out, had a big fight. What they also show is Shane having a meltdown because he couldn't hit a baseball at his bachelorette party, bachelor party. And when I say I've never been more embarrassed for a grown man before in my entire life is when Shane is upset because he's the most athletic guy there, but he's the only one who's unable to hit a baseball. And I mean, he was genuinely upset about it. And then he went home, picked a fight with his fiance so bad that she was like, oh, my God, no, I could never marry him. Can marry him. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Shane did give me a little bit of uh, I do roids vibe. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I know. Because he had some, like, he had just some strange behavior. He did seem stimulated in a way that was not normal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Concerning, but maybe that's just who he is scary he reminded me of someone that i know who did a lot of cocaine someone i dated (laughs) that um i should have ran away from way earlier than i did okay uh is the similarity drugs i don't know (laughs) that's not my place to say there's something going on there and at first i was like well maybe he has a neuro neurological um (laughs) thing going on but there's a correlation between like i don't know fuck we might hear it in the fucking reunion so i i don't want to put any judgment but yeah (laughs) Yeah. your fiance comes home from his bachelor party and tells you that he hates you and you're the worst thing that's ever happened to him (laughs) don't think it's gonna get better definitely think you need to leave that man at the altar good for you natalie yeah love that behavior the thing she said that like kind of made me a little emotional but i thought was like kind of advice that I think we could all take into our lives. She said, like, I was kind of thinking about how my dad makes me feel and he makes me feel like safe, secure, accepted and loved. And like how Shane kind of makes her feel the opposite, like makes her feel like insecure, like not insecure, but like their relationship is insecure. And like they there's no like safety in their relationship that it's always up and down, up and down. And that like he doesn't like parts of her. And I think that that's a really good way to think about relationships. It's like, think about the people that make you feel good about yourself. How do you, how do they make you feel? And then should you be in a relationship with someone that doesn't make you feel those same things? Yeah. And I thought that was really insightful and beautiful. I agree with you. And then last but not least, we have Salvador who got engaged to Mallory, who rejected Jared. (laughs) Who then made Salvador feel insecure in their relationship by talking, by flirting with Jared Mm -hmm. um, in front of him. Salvador forgives the behavior. She gets her shit together. Okay. She really turns, she really, she, she became a very assholey looking character to looking like she kind of had her shit together and she actually cared about him by the end. Mm -hmm. He ends up saying, no, he loves her, but he needs more time. And I think like, I'm, 
I go for this guy. He seems the most yeah. level-headed out of all of them. I would have there. to agree. He was actually the only guy that I liked. I had other issues with the other men. The only one we didn't talk about was Nick because he wasn't that bad, but he had his issues. But Salvador's probably the only guy on this season that I actually was like, oh, I get it. He's so sweet. He's nice. He's kind. He's, He's caring. Sweet. He has a good family, an amazing support system. I was like, wow, the green flags on this motherfucker are real. He communicates when he has an issue. He lets her know how he's doing the only thing that gave me an ick is that like he would come and like get his little ukulele or guitar out Mm -hmm. and sing for her not the best singer but you know he tried he was very he was very sweet very attentive if you want like a good representation of what you should be in a relationship like sob i think he said no the most calmly collectedly and he talked to her family because she you know you you say no and then you leave (laughs) though it's very weird the producers must have told them you say no and then walk away like <laughs> no you have to that's the premise of the show it's are you gonna say yes or are you gonna walk away forever which it's unrealistic that you're gonna walk away from ever for somebody you literally were like yeah i'll be engaged to you after a week but <laughs> you know that's the premise of the show right it seems like her family did not accept the situation like they were not into it because they were not involved only her sister was like involved like and she kept on talking about how she was kind of sad that her parents were not involved in the process. So he basically was like, I haven't met your whole family and I feel like there's more getting to know to happen. I'm curious in the reunion how some of these things are going to happen. I know from being tapped in to the love is blind media, <laughs> Natalie and Shane are no mas. Deep D and Shake are no mas. Um, everyone else don't know yet. But yeah, I think there were some really healthy people and it kind of made me feel sad for the shit show that was this season. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. I'm sure you won't remember any of the names by the time you go (laughs) watch the episode. I would say watch it with a critical mind because you will pick up on things that maybe relate to yourself and how you are in relationships. I saw myself represented and I was like, oof, oof, she's not going back there. I want to say like... I want to say, like, I was like Ayana. Like, you know, I want to say that's how I am now. But I used to be a Danielle, you know. But what a wild ride. Plugs of the week. Plugs of the week. Okay, my plug of the week is for Nom Nom Productions. That is N-A-M-N-A-M Productions. And it's run by the comedian in Seattle, Stephanie Nom. And they are doing a stand-up class that starts in March in Seattle. It's a four-week introductory course. And they also put on a lot of amazing productions that are majority POCs and LGBTQ. Um, So if you love comedy done by non-white men or (laughs) underrepresented people, and comedy go check them out and that's on instagram okay my plug of the week goes <laughs> to cat so she's actually a friend her tiktok in particular is at chef with three f's and then cat with a k and three t's she is a mid-sized fitness influencer aspiring and i like it because she's latina and also mid-sized so representation does matter i know like right now i'm following a lot of different people like in fitness because i'm really into the gym and i just don't see a lot of representation that it doesn't look like you've been at the gym for like 10 years and have no body fat so go follow her love that those are the plugs of the week thanks so much for listening we have some fun episodes coming up uh i know we haven't had a guest in a million fucking years but we we're on it having some 
guests. Thank you again. Please, as always, subscribe, leave a rating if you haven't, and go follow our Instagram. It's at thanks number four, your concern. And my personal is at Ella L. Tudor. And mine is at Bernice ADSN. All right. Love you guys. See you next week. Bye.